everybody. Thanks so much for listening. And we have a special shout out to our sponsor, Twilio. We love you. We couldn't do what we do without you. And if you're not familiar with Twilio, well, there are only a couple thousand companies around the world, some of the best in the world. So Airbnb, Intuit, Trulia, American Red Cross, VMware, EMC Square, Dell, Hulu, Zendesk, Twitter, Lyft, Twitch, eHarmony, you get it. The list goes on and on and on. What's so cool about Twilio is their software, their developer tools are used all around you every single day. You don't see it happening, but it's powering your transactions, your Lyft, your money transfer, the Airbnb place, the any type of text-based confirmation that you receive on your phone probably comes from Twilio. It's probably because of them. So Twilio, thanks so much for sponsoring The Mission Daily and making independent media like The Mission a reality. Today, we're going to talk about the best thought experiments to help you read more. We're going to talk about The Mission Going Hollywood. What? Was that lame? Sorry. And... And really quickly too, this is episode 99 of the Mission Daily. Thank you so much for tuning in to 99. Maybe you haven't listened to all of them, but however many you've listened to, that's incredible. So we're at episode 99 and we have a very special guest who will be in studio tomorrow. We'll be recording episode 100. And then after that, we have another special guest on Tuesday who is going to be in studio. And we're actually going to stream that conversation live. You don't want to miss either of these conversations. These are two of the most interesting people I know, and I don't say that lightly. So I think that's a really cool thing that we can do for episode 100. And then we also have another surprise that you'll hear about tomorrow. So the best thought experiment that I've ever encountered when I'm reading or when I'm thinking about how do I sell myself on reading more? It's it's a habit that is very good for I would argue just about anyone. Yeah, there are some trade-offs. If you're interested in those trade-offs, Marshall McLuhan talked about those a lot with the uh, linearity of print and a number of other things. But past the trade-offs, there seem to be enormous benefits that come from reading the best books. And when we're thinking about how do we get ourselves to read more, this is a, a process that just always works for me. And it's kind of like my thinking process of how do I engineer the alone time necessary to read physical books and actually get not only get them done, but take some notes, highlight, and, and just get to think about them. So it starts out with buying the books. This is something that makes a lot of people uncomfortable with. If you have the luxury to buy books, you're in a great place. I, I don't care how, there's a bunch of great quotes that I, I'm blanking on right now around buying books and how you should prefer to buy books over food or anything else. There, a bunch of authors have made similar statements. I think they're right. I think that by investing in books, obviously you get an incentive to then finish the book. But the other thing that happens is these books just sit around and basically stare back at you. That's one of the topics we talked about with anti-libraries. This is something that Taleb speaks about in terms of being very, very important. So I think the first step is to just load up on, whenever you want to read more, load up on books. And the number two thing I think about when I'm buying books or trying to read more is I ask myself, how many copies of this book are in circulation and how many other people have access to this information? And this has influenced a lot of my book buying decisions recently by basically I've, I've gone after some very high priced books where only a few copies exist. So I'm not talking about anything crazy in terms of prices. I'm talking about anything from like 30 to $130. What's so fascinating about investing in these books is in the case of one of these books, I think there were a couple dozen that were commissioned where 
the United States government basically said, excuse me, sir, you're a genius. Can we pay you a couple million dollars to write this book for us? It's going to be for about 12 people and that's it. And the guy said, sure. And went away for two years, came back with this book. And I've referred to this guy before on the podcast, who's one of my strategic heroes in in life. And the guy's name is Edward Ludwak. And Edward's guiding principles of strategy and life and reading and, and everything can be summed up when he says, strategy is about being unpredictable. That's about all you need to know about strategy. And just with that simple premise and kind of like that first principle of strategy, through doing and learning and iterating and just reflecting on what you actually done, you can discern almost anything else that you need to know about strategy. So I think that that is such a cool guiding quote and principle to reflect on. So anyways, back to one of these books that I ordered that Edward is the author of. There are only a couple dozen copies of this book. And I think that's so cool. So I, I get literally giddy when I encounter these books and I realize there might be only one person who's alive in the world right now who remembers and knows and is appropriately valuing what's in this book. And if this book was valuable enough for the U.S. government to basically commission the creation of this and this research and this strategic thought about geopolitics, if it was valuable enough for them to do, maybe it includes information that is incredibly valuable for anyone. Maybe it includes information that's valuable for you and your business life. And in the case of a lot of these books, I found that they do. And what's so fun about it is you're encountering something that is not all over the internet. It is esoteric in the best sense. There are only a couple hundred people maybe who have these certain books. And so some other really fun places to look for these kind of like undervalued, undercirculated gems are the libraries of colleges. So the Stanford Press is one place. Berkeley has a great press. Princeton has a really great press. And oftentimes these colleges, so Princeton, not many people know this, but they printed a ton of Carl Jung's books, I think, if not all of them. And what's so fascinating about these institutions is many of them have research arms that spin up just out of the blue that are fascinating and doing really research that's really out there, like the Pear Research Institute from Princeton that only recently shut down. And what you have happening inside these kind of like esoteric research arms is very opinionated, quirky, fascinating, imaginative researchers who churn out books, but those books have a very limited circulation and print run, and you can only find them through secondhand bookstores or, you know, sometimes the university will print these on demand for you. And there have been a couple of these lately that I just can't get enough of. One of them is created by a guy that used to live in Palo Alto, actually. And he did a bunch of research for Stanford during the Cold War. And he put a bunch of his findings in several different books. I've been finding those all across the web. And it is a delight to have a book where, you know, there's only a couple dozen copies in the world. Okay, I'll shut up now. But this type of strategy has been paying off for me in a major way. And I find myself reading more and more and more. So I wanted to share that with you all. And the second part of what I want to share with you is that we have some really exciting uh, partnerships coming up with one of the basically companies that built Hollywood. So I'm not going to share too much now other than hint that our narration for future seasons of shows and podcasts uh, is just going to get incredible. It's going to level up 
in a really, really exciting way. So that's all I'll share now. And you can always follow us on socials to see more of what we're doing. And I'll probably share way more here on social just in regards to the day-to-day in and outs of building the company, because there's been just a, a whole host of stories where as they happen, I'm like, man, I wish I could share this with people, but it's like a tricky situation. And we just now got our director of partnerships, who is an attorney who's acting as our general counsel. So we kind of have some flexibility now where we know what to share, what not to share. And so I can't wait to hopefully open up the kimono a bit more and share what we're up to. And I hope you've had a great time on episodes one through 99 so far. And cheers to the next couple hundred, maybe thousand, maybe more. I don't know. Hopefully it's an infinite game. Those are the best. So thanks so much for listening. And we will see you tomorrow for episode 100. This episode of the Mission Daily is brought to you by the Twilio Signal Conference. It's going down October 17th and the 18th in San Francisco. The Mission will be on location. We hope to see you there. Hey, listeners, thanks for tuning into this episode. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. If you haven't already, please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. It helps spread the word, and I would greatly appreciate it. See you next time.